0: Player Profiler Faithful. It's Maddie Keeboom. Welcome to another episode of The Game Plan. First and foremost, please subscribe to the Player Profiler YouTube channel. Hit that like button and leave a comment when I inevitably say something dumb. The NFL Draft, ladies and gents is just a few days away and the fantasy world is a buzzing. The opportunities to make trades involving rookie picks are there for the taking. So what are some ways to dominate your rookie trade market? Well gang, get out your pen and pad and let's start game planning to make some rookie pick trades. Planners, today I am joined by a very special guest you may know him as the mistake fixer he is the creator and co-host of writers roundtable that that premieres right here on the player profiler network of shows he puts out content on his own youtube channel and is a molder of young minds i'm talking about the head of editing here at player profile in the future tuesday night champion fellow new age alpha dog seth Dywald. what is up my brother
1: oh baby what an introduction holy cow i i uh, man i i am i'm so excited to be here with you this is one of my favorite times Ooh. a year i mean this oh, yeah. we are approaching grown man christmas that's what the <laughs> nfl draft is and we are going to be live in kansas city breaking it down for like 148 hours straight. It is going to be amazing. I can't wait to meet you and everybody, all the other player profiler guys at the house. That's oh, going to be, man. it's going to be absolute madness. You have to tune in for it. Mm-hmm. And I can't wait to talk today about one of my favorite things. This is why, this is the genesis, honestly, of my whole fantasy football is about six years ago where a buddy of mine, talked to me. He's like, have you ever heard of this dynasty fantasy football? And then ever since then, totally hooked, obsessed with strategy, obsessed with improving my process. Mm-hmm. And here we are today. I'm on the game plan with Maddie Kiwum. I mean, come on.
0: You're here to tell everyone listening your tips and tricks to mastering the draft day trades using rookie picks. But before we dive into the first segment, my man Seth, first and foremost, I'm excited to meet you too next week. We're gonna have to do the Woo! The second we meet, it's going to be fantastic. But before we dive in, I'd like to surprise the guests with a couple of questions that were not on the show sheet. Number one, how long have you been playing fantasy football? And number two, how would you describe your fantasy management style?
1: Wow, I've, I've been playing fantasy football. I think Cody talks about this too. I was very much in the same vein as Cody when he was when he was a kid he was drafting in as many of those ESPN leagues as possible like those yep. random ones i was doing the same thing except i was Like before I knew anything as a teenager, I was in those ESPN mock drafts, you know, the ones that people would mess like intentionally go in and screw up just to be, you know, let's face it, douchebags. I mean, yeah, like they would just go in there and take Tim Tebow at the first with the first pick. And you're like, I waited in this lobby for five minutes. Waiting yep. for uh you know this draft to fill up so I can practice right I was looking for practice because I didn't know anything back then I was just mm-hmm. in standard league with you I was in maybe one or two leagues with my friends but I've been playing fantasy football for twenty plus years Dynasty is relatively new to me I mean if you want to say that I mean it's been six God it's been seven years now yeah it's been seven years I said six earlier it's either been six or seven years Ooh. since I joined my first Dynasty league yep. but since then it's just i've been like ever since you've done your first startup and everybody's first startup is their worst you 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 learn from that you grow Mm -hmm. and you continue and then you know along the line i found player profiler started listening to the podfather of course and i thought you know what i have to i have to get more involved with this i don't know how i'm gonna do it but i'm just i reached out you know became a game charter and that evolved into me becoming getting into the role that I am now, which is head of editing. So it's crazy to think about what the last three to four years since Mm. I reached out to Matt have, have been like, and it's, it's unbelievable. And I can't wait to just get better and better and better and evolve my process. And that comes with talking with people like you and Cody and all these other people from around the underworld. You know, we had Jonathan Lang on the writer's round table. And if you Haven't read this guy. If you haven't read this guy's articles, I mean, he's been a a fantasy football nut for as long as, uh, you know, you can uh, you can think he's been writing for player profiler for a very long time, wrote writes tremendous articles. And he me and him kind of went toe to toe with Israel Banacanda. I'm a huge Mm -hmm. Israel Bannikanda fan. He's not so much of so much an Israel Bannikanda fan. But these are the conversations I love. Right. Yes. I see yes. some people. Some people are afraid to disagree in today's world. I'm not. I don't care. Like, come at me with your hottest takes. Okay. I'm going to come at you with a, that. Like, that's what the roundtable is all about. That's what player that is all about. Right? so and we can disagree it's fine except aaron stewart he's going to be wrong forever like that's rashad rashad white is awesome we, we all think this and it's a true statement the but tuesday that's, night display is going but, down but somebody's got to be wrong right somebody's yeah. got to be wrong and but the, you know these are the conversations i love to have with people about you know i could talk on like i i have buddies that i talk on the phone with for you know holy shit you know you've been on the on the phone for 30, 45 minutes, like I probably should Always. go spend time with, probably should go spend time with my family, <laughs> you know, or something yeah. like that. But it's, yeah. I don't know, man, I just love it. And I can't wait to, you know, chop it up with you, man. This is great.
0: Oh. Yeah. Dude, I'm so excited to pick your brain on trading picks, but you know, it seems like you, you, what you're saying is you're not afraid to be wrong. And so does that play into your management style that you'll take swings, but you're okay fixing them. I mean, you are the mistake fixer after all.
1: Oh, I'm, I am a chase like i chase that upside i'm huge i'm like i'm aggressive but mm-hmm. i'm also i'm also when i need something you know i'm not like the st louis cardinals like they need a pitcher they've been sitting on their hands for years <laughs> i go i go try to fix my problems i am the mistake fixer right so yes. we're, we're going go to talk about one of your rosters later on and some a suggestion that i have for you okay uh, a mistake like a, pro- a problem that needs solving on your roster but i want to save that for later in the program. Mm-hmm. Uh but if there's something i need on a team i am aggr- i am aggressively trying to fix the problem and you know cuz i you know i i want my teams to be structured in a certain way like in a super flex i want to have quarterbacks like if i don't have quarterbacks i view that as you know the ship could be sinking it's taken on water it's not done yet but i need to go even overpay to get a quarterback on my roster stability um and so there's many ways of going about that but yeah, no, I'm I and we'll talk more about this later, but I am definitely somebody who likes to go out and fix my problems. I mean, I'm the yes. mistake fixer after you all. Are. Like you so are the mistake so mistake. I and I'm an, I'm aggressive when it comes to that cool. too. So.
0: Yeah, me too. I always use I always say this analogy. I don't even know if it's true. It's just something that uh Tom said in in Parks and Rec. I don't know if you're a Parks and Rec <laughs> fan. When he yeah. talks about he says, "Ron, a shark never swims backwards." We talk about after he quit, blah, blah, blah. But I always use that terminology in fantasy. A shark cannot swim backwards. You make a mistake, keep plowing forward, fix that mistake, and don't just sit there and complain about it because there's nothing you can do about it. You guys are going to want to stick around because in a minute, we are going to jump right in, give some of Seth's tips and tricks on mastering trades involving 2023 rookie picks. But before we do, let's hear a word from the Podfather.
1: You know, people always ask me, hey, what is the, the World Series of Fantasy or the Super Bowl of Fantasy Football? And it's easy. It's the FFPC, the Fantasy Football Players Championship. It's a $6 million prize pool. And they've had their never-too-early best ball leagues cranking since February. And so the FFPC is the answer to so many questions. Hey, Hey, where's the best place to get a dynasty orphan? Well, you can adopt a dynasty orphan at the FFPC. That's why we partner with them. If you want to play fantasy football for low, medium, high stakes, seasonal, best ball, dynasty, go to the FFPC. And don't forget, promo code UNDERWORLD to get you $25 off your first team. $25 off your first team, no matter what team it is, no matter what format it is, at the FFPC. Go do it. If you're looking for an
0: orphan, head on over to FFPC and get your hands on a Dynasty Orphan today, and use that promo code UNDERWORLD. Uh, my man right here, Harry Snowman, what's up? See you in the chat. Am I bringing in the big gun for the Invitational? Yes, I am. The roster that we will be breaking down is a roster from the TGIF, TGIF Trade Gods Invitational, so stick around for that. But first, let's get in to the big picture discussion. Seth, my first question for you is, how much is that 101 worth to you in super flex let's say super flex because we know how important it is in one qb but if you want to talk about the one qb format go right ahead
1: yeah i think the 101 is more valuable in in the one quarterback format just because of Bijan. i think it's Bijan and then everybody else kind of i think no matter what format you're in it's Bijan robinson yeah. now we'll say it, it depends on your team structure right i'm not opposed to putting that one-on-one on the block in fact I've done that in many of my leagues if you can get a haul for it Mm -hmm. go ahead because I while I think Bijan's good I think some people are hyping him up to the point where oh my god this is Saquon Barkley I think he's a step below Saquon Barkley Mm -hmm. he's going to be really good for your fantasy teams and I and and in redraft I have no problem taking him at the back end of the first round Uh, early second round that's Mm -hmm. fine I think he's going to be super productive but as far as what it's worth i don't think it's worth enough that i'm not shopping it i'm definitely putting it on the trade block depending on what my roster construction is now if i need a running back and i have like i have i do this in my leagues you know i make a lot of trades i'm a very active trader mm-hmm. if somehow and, and if somehow i'm a contender and I wound up with the one hundred and one. I'm probably keeping it, and it yep. it happened in one of my leagues just based on some of the trades I've made. So I'm probably keeping it in that circumstance. But if I have the one hundred and one, it likely means I'm a rebuilding team, and it likely means that everything's on the table. And typically, yeah. everything is on the table for me. Um, and it's also in superflex because you know as much as I love Anthony Richardson. I don't really love the quarterbacks in this class outside of really Anthony Richardson and the upside, and I guess Will Levis too, because mm-hmm. uh, Bryce Bryce Young and C J Stroud just don't do it for me. I I like Bryce Young with the size thing. I think that's a huge concern. I don't. I watched C J Stroud play against Iowa, and I know the Iowa defense. Uh, it was really good. I know they got some boys over there, Lucas mm-hmm. Van Ness. Uh, you know Jack Campbell. Riley, Riley Moss. 2.0. Riley, Riley, <laughs> Riley Moss. I mean, I t- trust me, the Iowa defense if they I don't want to make this into an Iowa show, <laughs> but we could. We could. If they only had a quarterback, if they only had a quarterback, Maddie, we talked about it last night, but We did. Yeah, um, we did. Yeah, so freaking uh, Spencer Petrus, the bane of my existence. But <laughs> but uh uh I'm sure he's a nice guy. I'm sure he's, he's, he's like a nice it. guy. He's just not a good football player. But these quarter – I mean, C.J. Stroud really didn't impress me much when they played against the Iowa. I know they mm-hmm. put up, like, uh, a ton of points. But, I, you know, I you got to think Ohio State. Look at all those receivers. I mean, Marvin Harrison. I can't think – you're going to have to forgive Emeka. me. I can't think – yes, yes.
0: Emeka, he is oh, – I'm not going to butcher the poor kid's name, but Emeka, number two. I mean, he is super saying on Chris Olave. And then he also had Chris it, Olave and Garrett Wilson.
1: Yeah, so – and and on the fit like when you're watching the games because I've been studying uh, I've been doing the best I can I'm trying to improve my process with uh, tape analysis and just he's the guy he's the guy that keeps on showing up on on tape so be, mm-hmm. be on the lookout for him for 2024 but these quarterbacks just don't do it for me I'm not interested I really kind of the comparisons I came up with for C J Stroud was like. Jimmy Garoppolo like I just Derek Carr I'm these are not quarterbacks but yeah. spe- yep especially I mean they're going to be fine in the NFL like they'll I mean like who knows if Bryce Young gets drafted by Carolina in that division it wouldn't surprise me with some of the talent that they have especially on the offense on the defensive side of the ball I think their offensive line good too mm-hmm. it wouldn't surprise me if they you know make the playoffs in that division but I'm not interested in it as an NFL team nor a fantasy football manager in getting to the first round of the playoffs and then getting bounced, which is likely what's going to happen. Like, I don't see the upside there.
0: Yeah, I hear you. No doubt about it. Uh, it does make sense. You know, that's actually the second week in a row that this sentiment has been echoed. Last week, the Podfather was on the game plan, and he said the same thing you just mentioned that B. John Robinson is a win now pick. It is not a rebuilding pick. Historical data shows that these running backs, even if they are elite, their shelf life can be vastly you can have a lot of ups and downs in just three years. So if you're game planning for two years out, going with a running back at the 101 certainly seems like it could fall apart in your face. You talk about CJ Shroud, how much how concerned are you with this S2 failing essentially a 13 percentile mark from a cognitive test, the S2 test for CJSL?
1: You know, I I hate to put too much emphasis on that because I, I put a lot more emphasis on what I've seen on the tape and what he's done so far to this point. Uh, now, is it going to be a big deal for some teams, and is it going to affect his draft draft capital? It certainly could. It certainly looks like it's going to. Yes, it definitely I had, it feels like it. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's going to be if he falls. You know, that's going to be really interesting. That I mean, it's going to be an interesting story to monitor. Outside but the top I,
0: ten is possible.
1: Yeah, so if that happens, man, oh man, what the guy that we were talking about as the clear away. I mean, we were talking about it on the round, t- round table like it was already set in mm-hmm. stone, you know, he's the number one overall pick to the Panthers lock it up because I think their quarterback coach was t- comparing him to Joe Burrow. And yeah. so, and now you're, you're potentially talking about falling out of the top 10. What a fall from grace, but until we'll see, I'll believe that when I see, it. I still think some team, I mean, the bears, my bears, I I'm hearing a lot of noise that they're Looking to trade. That's from David Ka- Kaplan. Was on uh, one, a show that I love to watch. The tape never lies on YouTube, and he was saying that the Bears. I mean, if 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 Str- if Stroud does fall to number nine, I guarantee you, if there's some team like, let's say it's the Reds or not the Reds, sorry, not going to use that name, the Commanders, <laughs> Commanders, good catch, or the good Buccaneers, catch. or you know who who some of these teams that may not have. I mean, who would have thought that. Justin Fields would have fallen as far as he did. You well, know? I didn't at the time. So, yeah, I did. Yeah, not. yeah. So I, I mean, I was in my, I mean, I, I was in my basement watching that draft, um, just in awe. But not to go down that road. But it's something that could happen. And the Bears are, you watch The, the Bears are open to trading that nine pick and moving down again. So good. yeah, Get and so if, str- Get them Yeah, Get so them yeah, so so if Stroud, so if Stroud is uh, you know available there. Which he could be. Look for that on draft day, but I, I would have a hard time fall, seeing him fall out of the top ten at this point.
0: Mm-hmm. And it, I don't mean to cut you off here, but there is a massive potential breaking news out there. So in the chat, if you can go ahead and find this oh. to see true or not, it seems like Derrick Henry is about to go to the Philadelphia Eagles.
1: Oh, oh, baby, Bobby,
0: I'm scared. That is scary. So, chat, you get on it. See if that happens. We, we won't get into it. We got a whole lot of stuff to talk about, but I just had to get off my chest. Now, my man Jamie in the chat says he has the 101, the 103, the 105. What do you think about taking Bijan, JSN, and then whatever quarterback is left at the 105? I love this, especially if your team is ready to win now. Love that strategy. What do you think about that, Seth?
1: Yeah, I love it, too. I think Bijan's for sure your 101. And then hopefully, hopefully I've seen and I've been a part of mock drafts where I am taking JSN at the 102. So hopefully he's available for you at the 103. I'm guessing he will be Mm -hmm. in a super flex league. I'm assuming that's what we're talking about here. But yes, and then at the 105... I'm guessing Will Levis is going to be there that's probably yes. who I would be targeting or Anthony Richardson if you know Bryce Young goes at the 102 just because he's the number 1 overall pick that's a bad process move in my opinion but it could happen so you mm-hmm. could you could you could just pick, leave this draft with how you're set up with Bijan with JSN and with the best quarterback and Anthony Richardson in the draft so mm-hmm. that if that happens which is definitely on the table for you boom boom city like that's that would be amazing
0: yes Bijan, jsn qb so let's just call it will levis man that is a haul that should help you win now and win for years later so i'm with you 100 said so jamie make it happen we're talking about draft picks let me ask you this general question what is your approach to handling rookie picks do you like to acquire them do you like to hoard them do you flip them do you get rid of them for win now players what's your overall thoughts on just how to handle rookie picks
1: well, I think there there are seasons for me. Like right now, honestly, if I'm being honest, typically I'm a hoarder. Like 70-80% of the time, I'm trying to get rookie picks and I'm trying, I'm trying to, to hoard rookie okay. picks. I, yeah, and and I put out a YouTube show or ch, uh, YouTube video on my channel about how the, you know, second, third, fourth round rookie picks, a lot of times people over op- don't value those picks as much as they should. And those picks are kind of the lifeblood of your team because if sure. you think about it, a rookie pick is the most flexible asset that you can have and you can mm-hmm. free up roster spots. And then you can use those picks later on to trade for veterans. And there's all kinds of things you can do with rookie picks. Yep. So right now I'm actually putting my 2023 rookie picks on the block because we're so close to the trade or so close to the NFL draft. The problem for me personally is that I've traded a lot of my 2023 rookie picks. Cause I have a lot of win now teams. So yeah. I traded trade them during the season. Um, and I felt like a, during the season, it's kind of crazy how it all shifts. The 2023 draft was supposed to be, or the 2023 rookie class was supposed to be this the amazing, class. like amazing class. Mm-hmm. And so just general advice that I would give for anybody is I kind of, until we get, you know, maybe two to three months out and we get a really good idea of what a class is, it's really hard for me to buy into the hype either way. Yeah. So. As a result, I don't have many 2023 rookie picks. I have some in some leagues like <laughs> yeah. but I, tr- I honestly I traded a lot of them away and that, that helped me make deep playoff runs. So, but it, it, the ones that I do have are on the block just to see what I see what's out there and like I said I'm an active trader. I'm constantly sending out mm-hmm. deals. But if you're a rebuilding team right now, honestly the move I would make is to try to flip your 2023 picks trade down acquire a 2024 pick like i always try to stay a year ahead with that mm-hmm. but let's rewind let's rewind though for a second because right now i'm putting my picks on the block at the beginning of the NFL season, right? Everybody's excited for their team. Everybody thinks they have a chance, Everyone right? Look did, at yeah. look at I yeah. mean, yeah. look at the Chicago Cubs right now. Everybody thinks the Cubs are going to win the World Series. It happens <laughs> it happens every year. It happens every year, yeah. right? So yeah. it's the same kind of energy, right? Mm-hmm. Going into the season. And so when you when you're entering the NFL season, I think it's best to put some of those veterans on the block because we're so far away from the next NFL draft that people think their team's a contender and likely, let's face it, there's only one person that can win the championship, win the big mm-hmm. money, one out of 12, six people advance typically in a 12-person league. So chances are, if you're just playing the numbers game, that pick is not going to be the 112 if you're trading your, you know, if you're trading your for a 2024 first. So there's seasons. Right now It's I'm trading away the 2023 picks I have or I'm putting them on the block. And that's my focus will completely shift after the draft and heading into the NFL season, because then I'll be looking to acquire more, but I would say probably 80% of the time I'm looking to acquire rookie picks. There are just some points of the season where those picks are more valuable than others. Yeah. And it's totally, it's totally just a value game for me. Like, you know billy Muzio said it you know like when he was when he talks about redraft it's just like when you're in drafts same thing in dynasty you just got to be water you got to find the value like so if you're if you're trying to trade away rookie picks and you're you're hitting a wall okay well maybe you should be trying to acquire some picks and find just find out where the value is in your league and you guys know what your league's better than than we do you know we can give sort of general advice. And I kind of hate, you know, just giving that sort of general, like, you know, giving out specific trades because some, in some leagues you can make those trades and other leagues. You can't, it just, you depends. can't exactly. So it's, right. sometimes you know, leagues it's, it's, it's hard.
0: hard, they don't do nothing.
1: Yeah, exactly. And those are the leagues, honestly, I, I'm never really an advocate of leaving a league, but if there's no trading going ain't on ain't and there's fun. no, no fun. activity. Yeah. What hurt. are we, what are we doing here? Like, obvi- honestly, like, you know, as dumb as it sounds, <laughs> As dumb as it sounds, what do we do? What we play this for is to have fun, which is, you know, like, and I'm an active, like I'm an active trader anyway. So, anyway, hopefully that answered your question. But it's very much like in in seasons for me, like I just try to seek out the value wherever I can find it and attack. And you know, when once I find out that point of where the value is, then I start to get aggressive and pursue trades and try to but most of the time i'm trying to accumulate as many rookie picks as possible and i'm trying to stay a, a year in advance and uh and yeah so yeah harry snowman said it like mm-hmm. rookie picks are 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 those lottery tickets but they're yep. the most flexible asset mm-hmm. you can have
0: i call them fun coupons you know like in wolf of wall yeah. street we you're the money fun coupons because when you're in season, they mean nothing. They can't score you fantasy points. So you can get assets to win right away, whether it be a week, a month, or the rest of the season. You can use those fun coupons to gather up. But I think the, we're kind of on the same page on how we view rookie picks. We're both rookie pick agnostic. We don't feel one way or another. We look to acquire them when the market tells us to, and we look to sell them when the market may tell us to, or when our teams may tell us to. So we're not. I'm not beholden to these draft picks, but I do want to echo one. One thing that you said, it is way more likely for you to acquire the 101 in a given draft in September than it is in March, April, or May. So do not try to grab the 101 now because, obviously, Bijan, the hype train is as fast as it's going to be. It's as built up as it's going to be, so you're paying through the nose for the 101. But like you said, in September, in August, everyone thinks they're a contender, whether they are or not. So if you grab someone's round one pick and they have you know a bunch of injuries or they were just delusional, you could be sitting there with the 101 here in March and then playing the value game that we just talked about. Now, let's just say all these picks you put on the block, you ain't getting up for them. They're not biting, they're low balling you, they listen to the game plan, they're telling you, Seth, piss off, we're not paying the price that you want. <laughs> Is it yeah. smart process to use those picks to move up and get your guy, or do you like to let the draft come
1: to you? Uh, I think it totally depends on where you're at. If you're a rebuilding team, I think it's probably a mistake to move up. Um, and, but, and you should be looking to play that game where you're moving back. I mean, doing exactly what the Chicago bears are doing right now. I mean, Mm -hmm. they know they're likely not going to be a contending team this year, but they're trying to build up to be that super contender one day. And I think that's, and once once you build that, right, once you build that foundation for your team, then you can, there's a lot more flexibility with that. But if you're stuck and you never want to be stuck, but if you are, you have to get unstuck as quickly as you possibly can. And the best way to do that is to take multiple shots at guys by trading mm. down. Now, now if you are a win now, if you do have that foundation and you are a contender or you're in the conversation for making the playoffs just about every year, then yeah, like if you're sitting at the 109, and we talked about this on the writers Roundtable, if you're at the 109, 110, 111, I'm absolutely looking to package some guys mm-hmm. to move up to the one like the one Oh two or one Oh three. Like if you're a big Jameer Gibbs fan or if you're in a super flex and you need, you need a quarterback, let's say your account, your account. Yeah. You were counting on one of these uh, veterans or maybe you have two on your team and you're not sure the outlook of him. You, like, let's just say there's some uncertainty there. Then you absolutely, like I'm looking to package some picks, consolidate some roster spots to move up, to get a difference maker perhaps Anthony Richardson mm-hmm. or Will Levis. Those would be the two guys if you need a quarterback in a super flex that I would absolutely move up to get if you're a contending team, if your roster's constructed constructed the right way where you feel like obviously you have the 109 or 110 mm-hmm. or or better, you made the playoffs, so your team's good. So, yeah, I it, it so to answer your question, it kind of depends. Mm-hmm. Um but if you cannot make a trade like that happen and let's say you're at the 106, 107. It's kind of like where you yeah, don't want to If you spot in
0: one QB. That seems to be the. Yeah. It's 110 in Superflex, 107, 108, 106 in that range, depending yeah. on how you feel about a Charbonnet flowers that you might be looking to back up.
1: Yeah, you have to just do. And, and this is my philosophy in life, too. So you're getting life lessons. <laughs> Ooh, a little money. I love this. You're, you're, you're getting life lessons and you're getting dynasty lessons here on love the it, game plan love tonight. It. So, all you can do is make the next best decision that you can make because nobody can predict the future, right? Mm-hmm. We can give it our best guess based on tape analysis, based on rookie profile, based on all the, all this information that we have, right? And obviously, the closer we get to the draft, the better we figure out, like CJ mm-hmm. Stroud, we just talked about, is like the clear 101 two months ago, and now he might be falling out of the top 10. So it's just crazy how much this stuff changes. And if anybody tries to tell you, Oh, I have all the answers you got to follow and subscribe, you know, like all we can probably do is give you the best, our best educated hypothesis. Yeah. Good process is all that matters. And so if you are stuck in a single quarterback league at the one Oh six, the one Oh seven, you probably have to take Charbonnet depending on your, like you probably just have to take the next best guy. That's going to help your roster. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe you look to trade him later on if you're not the biggest fan of that guy. Now, if Roshan Johnson gets the draft capital, that I think he can get, then he's absolutely in play in a single quarterback Ooh, okay. at the one Oh six for, bit. Yeah. for, for me, but you, in your, in your leagues right now, Roshan Johnson, you can get him at the two Oh six. If you have the two Oh six, most yeah. likely not in a draft with us,
0: no, 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 not yeah, not anyone can play a profile. If you would play a profile at all, you gotta yeah. take you gotta take him as the number three or four running back off the board.
1: Yeah. So we were talking about this at on the on the writers' Roundtable, right? So the and you're gonna see some crazy things happen with landing spots, right? There was there were le- leagues there were leagues I was in last year. Where I was getting Brees Hall at the 102 and Superflex, so they were taking the quarterback ahead of Brees Hall, which mm-hmm. I was like, "Thank you very much, I'll take Brees Hall." Um, Garrett <laughs> you Wilson, have give me him. Yeah, Garrett Wilson was slipping to the 106, 107. Routinely. I think he went
0: 109 in my home league.
1: Yeah, so it's so that's an that's a point there where we think it's going to go one way, and then mm-hmm. the draft happens, and then people overreact to that, and then like I said, you're just making the next best decision. Yeah. Well, I, Garrett Wilson was the one hundred three, one hundred four before the draft, and now I'm getting him at the one hundred six, one hundred seven, one hundred nine. Holy cow! Like if you if you can make them like sometimes that's maybe the best decision to make is just to stay there, you know, so it just kind of depends. But if I'm a contending team, I am, I'm aggressive about moving up to try to get a difference maker because you only, you can only start, I mean, it depends on your league, like nine, 10, 11 guys. And I'm more prone to go up and get a difference maker. If I can only start like nine, as opposed to like some of these crazy leagues you're in where it's like start 12 or 13, where Mm -hmm. then I'm like, okay, then if I can start more more, guys, Yeah, then I need more volume. But if it's like start nine, then yeah, I got to go up and get JSN.
0: And this class, I think, is one that kind of dictates a little bit more aggression because you want Bijan over the class. You want JSN over the class. And at quarterback, you can kind of wait and see. That's uh, kind of the luxury that we have. You're not necessarily having to trade up to get the one guy. There's a couple of guys that can make an impact. So next, I want to hit you with some rapid fire questions. I got some rapid fire draft pick questions. Let's start game helping these uh, f- fine folks game plan for their rookie drafts and if they want to make some trades. So, what picks in round one or two are you actually trying to trade
1: for? Wow, that's a good question. I, I there's so many prospects, and we'll talk about specific prospects. Uh, yeah. later on, um, but yeah, I think I think that 101 and 102 spot, in especially in uh one quarterback leagues, I think there, there's a little bit of a drop off there. So if I can get up to 102, I'm a big fan of Jackson Smith and Jigba. So in a one quarterback, if I can get up to that 102 spot, it's mm-hmm. probably a lot uh, cheaper, especially if I'm a contending team like we talked about. I'll go up and get JSN. Um, now there, there's a lot of guys in this draft that I love in the second round, third round, fourth round. So in this particular draft, if I'm outside of that top two, I'm probably looking to trade back. That's probably yes. what I'm like. That's, that's well, That's my next the, question.
0: So don't dive in too much. That's okay. going to be my okay. follow-up question. But,
1: but yeah, if I can get up to the top two spots in a single quarterback league, or even a super flex league, I guess it really doesn't matter. That's what I'm trying to do because I, those two prospects I feel like are on a different tier. I feel like it's yes. Bijan, a tier and JSN, and then a, another drop so that to me that would be worth it assuming the cost you know d- assuming mm-hmm. it doesn't cost you like an arm and a leg to get up there but yeah like, everything's like cost dependent everything yeah like dependent. we we talked about it on the the round table and the guys were kind of like i think that is pretty fair like i said well, what about if you're at the 109 what about packaging like a rashad bateman and the 109 to move up to the 102 and I'll that's about that. That's about fair in the trade analyzer that mm-hmm. you can that you can get in the Dynasty Looks package on playerprofiler.com. Or you can sign up for promo the all-in package. Use promo, promo code codes Seth, S-E-T-H. Use promo code Maddie. Use promo code Wait, wait, wait. Way, way easier to spell Seth. Way easier to spell Seth. Nobody knows how to spell. <laughs> Even though it's on M-O-T-T-Y. the screen. Even though it's on the screen here, it tells you how to spell it. Are you
0: saying Seth? Is it promo code Seth? You know. Seth? It, I think I know what's it's, going on here. The Seth, Seth. Uh, penogram here. I think this is a silent P. Is it? It's <laughs> Seth, you know. Promo code Maddie's way easier. Promo code, Maddie's you would be
1: amazed. Easier. You would be amazed at all the different ways that people pronounce Seth. I have heard it from for some reason. Old men do, cannot enunciate the S and it becomes yeah. a Z, it becomes a Z Says. Zeth, Zeth, Zeth. Zeth. Zeth? I remember my geometry teacher in high Zeth? school. He told he told me to use a straight edge. He's like, "Zeth, use a straight edge." <laughs> so, <laughs> so, and and my, and when I was an altar boy, because uh, I'm a good old Catholic, um, <laughs> uh, the priest seeth seeth pronounce seeth. There's like an L in there. Or something. Who, who says it? Seeth seeth seeth. I don't. Know, I thought Seth was pretty easy. But uh, it's Just long S-
0: story short, use the promo code Maddie. I would no, say here. No, this, no. Is, this, is, <laughs> this is what I think. In Superflex, I've been saying this throughout the entire process, I am gunning for the 105. I think it's the cheapest way to put you in line to potentially grab a quarterback or JSN. Because I think in some Superflex formats we will see, I think in a lot of Superflex formats we will see Bijan, the four QBs, and then either Gibbs, JSN, depending on how that plays out next week. So the 105 is where I'm trying to trade into. You alluded to it. Now I'm going to ask the direct question. What picks in round one are you actively, actively trying to trade away? And, and then let us you know, elaborate on if you're looking to move back or trade for a veteran.
1: Yeah, we kind of talked about it already. It depends on on where you are. Like if I'm in a single QB and I'm sitting there at the 106, 107, I'm trying to get out of that spot. But that's maybe a lot of people are. And because because I like the prospects later on. Like once you mm-hmm. get to a certain point in this draft, I feel like. The people are overvaluing players that I don't necessarily like, and undervaluing players that I really like, and that could change after the draft. But mm-hmm. I continually see, and we'll talk. I don't want to get into specifics now, but I continually see, even in the mock drafts that we do in the underworld, which kind of surprises me, honestly. The, these guys that we love just continue, continually to slip in the third mm-hmm. round, fourth round. So I, if I can move back out of that spot. Even if I'm accumulating multiple seconds, right? Even ideally, I can get a future first next year. That would be amazing. Like if that would I can the move, best. yeah. But you're probably moving yeah. out of
0: the 105 or something to be able. Yeah, to do that. if I
1: can, like if I can move out of the 105, pick up an early second and another second. Like I, I'm cool with that. Like if I move back six or seven spots, because I really feel like even though I I do, I think Charbonnet has the potential to be a really good running back in the NFL. I think that roshan johnson is better and i think i can get roshan johnson early in the second round mm-hmm. and so i get i pick up a be, what i think is a better player and an additional pick yes. this is how these are the moves these are the moves that i like to make but i but i'm you know i believe in my process right i've been doing this for six or seven years i trust the guys i like mm-hmm. cody like I, you know i follow yeah, cody yeah. around like i'm one of right. cody's apostles now I, I don't i'm not ashamed to admit it like i think we both are really we're just oh yeah like we're both we went like I first of all I went to the school of uh, uh what was what was the school he put me through as an editor because I knew nothing about Canva uh, thumbnail design the, you've the school, gotten better at thumbnail the, design you school, school the school, the school of graphic design Cody put me through that and now Cody's putting me through uh, the school of tape analysis yeah. so we're all just you know and Cody's the goat as far as mock drafts goes and I, there's nobody's opinion that I trust more You
0: age alpha dogs baby Woo! yeah yeah so we're
1: <laughs> you know we're just falling the big dog wherever he goes and so and we're we're learning that side of it too but you know so i trust my process enough at this point that i believe that you know roshan's a better player than charbonnet and that's hot takey for some but you know that influences those trade decisions that i'm talking about you know so so in single quarterback that's it i think you nailed it in super flex it's like the 110 111 i'm not getting Mm -hmm. a quarterback i'm not getting an elite prospect same story Right. If I can move back, acquire more picks, and get a guy that I was going to take there anyway, over, let's say, if a Charbonnet falls that far in Superflex, I don't know if he will or not, or a Quentin Johnston, Like, that's probably, those are probably the guys that are going to be yeah. sitting there for you. And I'm just not the biggest Quentin Johnston fan. I mean, I think Mingo later makes a little bit more sense. Little, yeah, me. he's
0: a little bit of an arbitrage uh, situation. And I'm yeah. I, I, I'm kind of right there with you. For me, it's when I'm staring at Zach Charbonnet as the best available player. So Zay Flowers, Addison, Gibbs, the four quarterbacks, Jason, uh, Bijan, they're off the board. I'm staring at Zach Charbonnet as best available. I'm looking to trade back. And it's really not anything against Charbonnet. I think he is a pretty good player. Uh, but in my opinion, you, know, you can't definitively tell me that He's better than Roshan, then he's better than Kendra. Or, you know, if you want to go with some with some big time speed guys, the athletes, Abandon Kanda, A-Chain. I don't I don't even Tank Bigsby is starting to grow on me. So when I'm staring at Zach Charbonnet as best available, your boy's trying to move back and then try to get two of them. I would rather walk away with a trade where I get, you know, Tank Bigsby and Kendra than just Zach Charbonnet. Or Tank Bigsby, yeah. and even a little bit later than that, you know, Jonathan Mingo. And then I get, into, uh, you know, twenty twenty four second what have you. So once Zach Charbonnet is staring at me as the best available player, whether it's 1QB or Superflex, that's when your boy is trying to hightail it right on out of here. We got a question in the yeah, chat. Because, and I have yeah, to bring because, this up because it's oh, your guy. Ahead. Would y'all trade Justin Fields for the 101 in non-Superflex Dynasty?
1: No. I, w- I mean, well, if, oh, non-Superflex. Yes. Yeah, I would. I would depending on what your quarterback situation is, I I would trade him in non super flex because I mean, and I love Justin Fields. I think, and I think he's a super difference maker for them, but if you think about the bears and trust me, I have been touting Justin Fields as much as anybody, there's, you know, let's say they trade down from nine because I think that's a real possibility on draft day. That let's say CJ Stroud does fall or Will Levis falls or what it's craziness can happen. And there's a team that trades wants to trade up for a quarterback. Guess what? Guess who's sitting at nine? Who's you who's open for business? The Bears, the Bears, and so the and Bears. so what's it going to cost for Washington to move up mm-hmm. from 16 or wherever they are to eight? It's probably going to be a future first, yeah. right? To move up that far, absolutely. Or, I would think so. And so if the Bears next year, let's just say Murphy's Law for Justin Fields. he's has a terrible – like he does not – his processing ability doesn't speed up. And even mm-hmm. with DJ Moore, you know, the, the passing volume doesn't increase and it's just a terrible situation for fantasy football and for the Bears. Potentially, if they're sitting on three first-round picks and one of their picks is probably going to be – like if Justin Fields is bad, one of their picks is going to be bad. Mm-hmm. Like they're – yeah, so they're going to be bad. in the market. They're going to be open for – potentially, they could be in the market for a quarterback for the Caleb Williams-Drake May sweepstakes, mm-hmm. right, in 2024. That's how quick this stuff changes. So yep. that's why you guys just got to seek out the value where you can find it. And if you can trade Justin Fields, assuming you have a comp, another competent quarterback or you can get another competent quarterback on your team, I would do that for Bijan. Again, it depends yep. on – what what you got going on there under uh, your team? But yeah,
0: I think I'm doing it for Bijan, regardless. Just quarterbacks yeah. are just not that valued in one QB. Obviously, the elite guys are, and Justin Fields might be that. But I'm I'm trying to get Bijan because the the the, the running back position in one QB is just massive value, massive, massive value. And he's the most hype prospect dating back to Saquon Barkley. So I'm definitely making that trade. So we talked about where you're looking to move up, where you might be looking to move back. Now let's talk about a couple of players here. we got some rapid fire questions, so let's keep this bad boy going. Who are some of your favorite targets in round two?
1: Oh, I think people who have been watching Mock, Mock Draft Live know my affinity for Marvin Mims. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jonathan Mingo's also grown on me. I was just watching some film before I hopped on you when he was playing Alabama it's it's and we'll talk more about this later when I get to my bold prediction there's a little tease there for the people um but and and in the round in the round two, you know, and, and running backs like Tajay Spears, Israel Banacanda, I can't get over Israel Banacanda, the combination of size and elite speed and athleticism now. Is there some work to be done? Is he the perfect prospect? No. If you get the rookie guide, the twenty twenty three rookie guide, you can read all about it. Mm-hmm. His weaknesses are vision and you know, being decisive with his cutting lanes. And if it's not blocked up a lot, sometimes he struggles, which, you know, in the NFL, you're going to have to learn that for sure. But there is no doubting the athletic profile and potential of an Israel Banacanda. And I think some NFL teams are, are going to take note of that. And I really have, I think he's at this point, I think he's, there's more of a chance he goes in day two than not. That's Mm -hmm. my opinion. So, and according to our, our mock draft index, you know, he's, uh, at pick it it would be outside of well no that would be round three it's he's at 95 right so that would be still day two draft capital though that's nice
0: we'll take that for a guy like Israel Bannikanda yeah we're looking at running backs now they're not riddled in the round one they're kind of smattered between pick 35 45 and then maybe another one at the back of around two but then round three is the new round two when it comes to running back so if Israel Bannikanda Tajay spears tank bigsby zach evans you know marvin uh uh, uh, kendra miller roshan we're looking at 35 all the way through the third round that we're looking at some uh some nice value there so i like those players if you if you want to get a little bit more of the players we love make sure you're tuning in the mock draft live and do not miss mock draft mania Going down at in Kansas City for the NFL draft extra, extravaganza. That player profile will be at. So if you want to get a little bit more thoughts on where we're at in for the draft, tune into some of those episodes because we go deep, deep, deep. Speaking of deep, 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 Seth, tell these people listening, what are some of your late round three, round four, round five super sleepers?
1: If you don't know the name Xavier Hutchinson, you should. You should go to YouTube. Um, type in Xavier Hutchinson or Iowa state versus or Xavier Hutchinson versus, and you'll see a receiver that just finds a way to get open and mm-hmm. catch balls and make big plays. And I know he doesn't have the athletic profile that we're looking for four or five speed, right? But four or five speeds good enough for me. I think Cooper cup ran a four, six and, yeah. yep. and I know, I know, uh, Cody's compared him to Adam Thielen uh, but i see i see a little you know a little amon ross saint brown a little just the ability to just get open and he's got that size uh at 6'3 that's kind of rare in this class i couldn't be higher on xavier hutchinson especially where you are going to be able to get him in rookie drafts right now i mean in mock draft live last night i got him in the fourth round of a single quarterback league right and at that at that price i'm all in like it, uh, you could get a potential in my opinion He's a potential wide receiver, too, for your team, lock and load it, load him um, upside year mm-hmm. after year after year. And and I think there's a chance that a team like, I mean, it just makes all the sense of the world for a team like Minnesota to take him as an Adam Thielen replacement. I mean, that's I mean, what he he's is.
0: right in their backyard, right? Iowa State, you know, it's kind yeah. of like that neck of the woods. Makes a whole yeah. lot of sense. We got in the chat here Hutchinson or Parker
1: Washington? Hutchinson for me, me, is too. Pretty, me too. Pretty, it's pretty, pretty, that's yeah. pretty, pretty easy. I, and that's no, nothing against Parker Washington. Cause I, I'm a big fan of Parker Washington too. He's on my, he's on my list as well. Um, But yeah, that's the, that's the problem is when now that, you know, I'm, I'm not that I'm gaining any no, notoriety at all, but as yes you are. When, pe- when people, when people now, really? now when people are in drafts with me, they, they know it's like, Oh, Xavier Hutchinson. So we'll see, but some, just some other guys real quick, Jaden Reed. I love Trey Palmer, love Michael. Reed, yep. Michael Wilson and it's super late, right? Charlie Jones, uh, Andre Yeshovis are some of my favorites. Yep. I took I took Deneric Prince in the 5th round last night and that's yep. that's a dart throw that I'm willing to make in the 5th round all day every day and I can't uh go through uh you know but potentially now he's rising up at, at tight end from Iowa but my guy rising Sam, Lapor- si- I'm Sam LaPorte Sam LaPorte
0: sorry. I had to do that. You said it and it just it's like
1: yeah, it's I I completely understand, but Sam LaPorta <laughs> Cody took him in the second round of a tight end premium single yeah. quarterback last. but I he's fallen to the third round in many of our mocks. For so sure. those are those are some of my guys on my list. I gave you my whole list there, so there you go. Like so those are now you can exploit them
0: next time you hop in a mock draft with us. So you can Yeah, so Aaron Stewart sets guys
1: Aaron Stewart, if he's out there, that no-good son of a gun. Uh, <laughs> he, he, we got something yeah. on him
0: in a minute. We'll we'll, we'll save that for a second. Yeah. One name that I'm going to add, because I've been on Andre Yoshovich Yoshivash, Yoshivas fan, but a kind of similar archetype type of player that I'm going to be very interested to see if he gets drafted and if he does, where. Matt Landers, wide receiver from Arkansas, 6'4, yep. 200 pounds, ran a 437. He had a 96th percentile speed score and a 92nd percentile catch radius. His best comparable player is Robbie Anderson, chosen Robin Anderson. I know that doesn't sound appealing, but Robbie Anderson was fantasy relevant for a group of yeah. years, two or three years. So I'm gonna to look to 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 see where Matt Lander's goes in the NFL draft. He's a the number 9 wide receiver in terms of athleticism score. So if he goes to a situation even if it is in the 5th or 6th round and there's a path to targets on that roster, I will be taking shots on Matt Lander's late in drafts uh for sure cuz he's he's been growing on me throughout the process. We got a question in the chat real quick. Hey Maddie and Seth do you guys like Cuban cigars
1: <laughs> yeah uh does a bear poop in the woods yes <laughs> <Yeah>. yes <laughs> of I do course, I, yeah of a little <laughs> little glass of a little glass of uh whisk bourbon a little oh, cigar there's nothing there's language. hardly there's there's hardly anything better man
0: oh you are talking my language now Seth it is time to hit us with your bold take for the NFL draft next week
1: I really think and i know quentin johnston is you know he's he's supposedly the guy with the size and the profile i really think that there's a chance that jonathan mingo gets drafted ahead of him because yeah, i was watching jonathan J- jonathan mingo jonathan mingo you, you watch him at old miss and i was watching the alabama game right it's like they use this guy kind of like debo samuel yeah sort of i mean they line him up in the backfield mm-hmm. he's he, like motion i could see a guy like kyle shanahan i know that the 49ers don't have any draft capital they they trade it all away but for McCaffrey and others yep. but that I could see a, them loving this guy you know like so I, mingo I, yeah mingo and it's just you know he's big like I I don't know man I just feel like he's a little bit more versatile and versatile versatile in his game <laughs> you know Zep. so Zep. so yes yeah, Zep. yeah. Zep, so, I, he's so versatile I, yeah, and so I I really like Jonathan Mingo. I just drafted him in a startup in like the 15th round. I just could not believe it. But um I, I think I also think, you know, as much as this might pain uh Cody, I think there's a world, you know, I guess it's CJ Stroud now, but I think there's uh, a world where a quarterback falls, maybe that's CJ Stroud. I didn't I didn't I wasn't aware of like of that news. Yeah, his brick um, but, is
0: pretty he's got a, he's got a brick attached to his draft value. It's sinking.
1: All right. So that's probably the quarterback that falls. I, I figured like one of these quarterbacks would, uh, but you know, my I think Xavier Hutchinson too. I think some NFL team is going to fall in love with him. And I I like that. That would be my bold prediction. I think the Vikings in round three just makes so much sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think he's going to get higher draft capital just because of my, like what I've been seeing on, on film. And I just don't think there's any way that I think, I just think some NFL team's going to see that if I'm seeing it, you know, I think some other NFL teams going to see it, and I, I, I just couldn't be a bigger fan of that guy. I couldn't, I can't hype him up enough. enough. I okay. love, I love that guy.
0: Love it, love the bold takes. Now, I got a bonus question for you. Mock draft mania is happening next. Friday I believe it's Friday in Kansas City we will all be there we are taking each other on you are partaking in the main event the Tuesday night championship is on the line the mistake fixer versus the Tuesday night display Aaron Stewart is there anything you want to say to Aaron Stewart right here right now ahead of mock draft mania
1: yeah I I have so many things I I want to say to Aaron Stewart first of all where have you been buddy (laughs) <laughs> where where are you? I mean, it's like you uh, you sent your job your job boy, Jack Cavanaugh after me, and he took the one o one, and he still couldn't beat me. So I think you're running scared. I think I think you and your scarf and your tie and your nice clean polished look. I think you you ran for the hills. But it's okay. It's all right because you can't as run you on mentioned, Friday. As you mentioned, there's there'll be no running and there's no hiding on Friday night, Friday or Friday morning, rather, Friday morning, after the draft. All we're gonna be doing is mock drafting, and in the main event, there's not a question in my mind that the New Age Alpha Dogs are gonna take home the Mock Draft Tag Team Championship, and that Seth, the mistake fixer Dewald is bringing home that Tuesday night title that never left my 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 belt my side. It never left my side, and it's never leaving my side ever again. So Aaron Stewart, there'll be no place to run, no place to hide. We will see you Friday night. Let's get it. I'm ready. I could do it right now. I could beat you any place, <laughs> anytime, board, anywhere. Eight days a week. I mock draft for breakfast. I what? mock draft for breakfast, and I'll be mock drafting for breakfast on Friday. So Let's stay tuned for that. Go. Oh, man,
0: if you want to watch that, which I can't recommend enough, we've been building up Mock Draft Mania for weeks now on Mock Draft Live, and we are excited. The new age alpha dogs looking to go 2-0 and bring home both belts. So be on the lookout for that next week. Now, Seth, that concludes the first segment where we're talking trades, but you want to do a little Dynasty roster breakdown real quick? Of course. Let's do it. So we have here is a roster that is part of the – TGIF, the Trade Gods Fantasy Invitational that my man Jason Allwine and I kicked off this year. And so we're just going to talk really quick about this roster. At quarterback, Geno Smith, Sam Darnold, Jared Stidham, Brie Saul, Tyler Auger, Kenneth Gainwell, Zach Moss, you know, Benjamin. You see what the he's worked with, this team manager is working with. This is a 14-team PPR, super flex, tight end premium so my first question to you mr mistake fixer is what are your initial thoughts on this roster
1: well you got some pieces i like i like Brees hall a lot um i think you've got some high upside really risky guy like you're this is just like my kind of like this is probably a a tweener like kind of like a rebuilding slash productive struggle you've got some picks like you've got two 2023 20, first mm-hmm. you've got the 103 which is really going to be very important for you um, because you, you're going to need a quarterback I love that you have Sam Darnold I think there's a non-zero percent chance that he's the starting quarterback for them this year I mean yeah. that might be a little hot takey but it's it's possible and at that 103 and I was going to bring this up I don't know if this is a good time to to do it. I would actually with that 103 depending on who's available, I think you probably have to use that on a quarterback. I mm-hmm. would assume I, I assume would think that so. I would assume that's your plan and if you don't, if you if you're like I I I need somebody who's going to give me production now, which I could totally understand, especially mm-hmm. in a 14 team super flex, um well, that kind of changes this a little bit, but trading for a guy like maybe packaging that with another player or another pick to go up and get some, or heck, the 103, I mean, you could probably trade that straight up for Daniel Jones and maybe get like an extra something on that, on top mm-hmm. of that, right? So you could definitely make a move like that. But just assessing this roster, I would say you're in a good spot. I like Cole Komet. He was the tight end eight this year. I think he's very underrated, even in an offense that's not as pass heavy as we might like. Mm-hmm. But I like Drake London, Rashad Bateman, Wandell. I think I, I, I. I think you're in a good spot. I think you're in a decent spot here.
0: Yeah, that's my initial thoughts too. Uh, you know, coming out of a startup, you know, you can't always hit a home run of the draft. Some people do, some people don't, most don't because this league in particular was 14 sharp drafters, so everyone's team is within a certain range. There's really not many outliers one way or another. And this team's put themselves in the thick of it, you know, you have uh, one quarterback that you can start on your roster now, and the 103 will perceivably be your second. But you've had this this roster's r- like riddled with some really good young players: Brees Hall, Drake London, even Konku in tight end. Premium could prove to be pretty uh, valuable. You got three picks that will be sought after in this rookie draft, so you could whether you make them or trade them, you kind of have some flexibility there. So I'm with you. I think initially this this roster's probably towards the middle. Of an overall, when you know when you see this roster again, yeah, it's kind of in the middle. But in, you know, I know a little bit more context of this league. This is a, a you know a little bit more on the better side of the middle ground, where I think a productive struggle could be in line if there's an injury or such. But that's okay; you can uh, uh, figure that out. Now, my next question for you: If this is your roster, what players are you holding on to that you're not trading away,
1: if any? There's a couple, and I was looking this up on the uh, on the old player profiler website. Um, just kind of trades. Like, I think you got to hang on to Rashad Bateman. I think the upside's way tantalizing for me. I mean, mm-hmm. like, and if you look at some of the trades that have been made for Rashad Bateman, and like just in the trade analyzer, um, or no, the trade finder rather. Mm-hmm. Pardon me. Um, you know, Rashad Bateman for the two hundred five. I think I am taking Rashad Bateman there. Um, you know, another trade, the two oh two for Rashad Bateman. Rashad, Bateman, Rashad for the, Bateman no doubt. Yeah, yeah. Rashad Bateman for David Njoku in a tight granted it's a tight end a premium, right? In in one of the safe leagues, ultra tight end premium, but still uh, I just don't think that they're you're getting enough for Rashad Bateman and the potential op, upside that he has. Another guy that I think I'm hanging on to is Cole Komet. Mm-hmm. Cole Komet is okay. gonna be a Cole Komet's going to be a free agent this year. Um, I know they signed Robert Tanya, but they signed him to a one-year deal. So the bears are going to have to make a decision on Cole commit. Yeah. If it in the draft is going to tell us how they feel about Cole commit, because the bears have a couple of second rounders. They have like three picks within like picks 50 to 60. Right. So they, they're going to be in prime position to take a Sam Laporta or, you know, may potentially, uh, uh, Luke Musgrave. I don't know if Luke Musgrave is going to fall that far, but you know they're going to be in prime position to take a tight end. If they take a tight end, that tells us everything we need to know about right. Cole, Komet's, Cole Komet's future. For sure. So, But he's a free agent and he's only 24 years old next he year. Can well, a very, be, yeah, he can gonna find Yeah. He's going to be 25. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he could he could easily find you know a new home where he gets where there's more passing volume. So mm-hmm. right now you think well he's with the Bears and there's not much passing volume, and that's the argument against you know all those Bears pass catchers. But that can change in a year, and so you got yeah. I think you got to for what you're get trade potentially trading for him. Now I know uh, I, I would potentially float Chig out there. I know Chig is everybody's darling, but I think he like honestly I think Chig probably has more value than. Cole Komet right now, but maybe, he has more maybe hype. De- I don't know if yeah, the more-
0: value's there but the hype's there, so if your yeah, league's susceptible yeah. to the, the hype train Chig is going to net you something probably a little bit better than Cole Komet, so I, I think yeah. I'm kind of with you there.
1: Yeah, so I outside of that, I mean I, I really, you probably got Geno Smith later than you than, because I I think Geno Smith, I mean, in Seattle with all those weapons, and potentially they can just add on to that. Mm-hmm. I, I it's it's amazing how quickly they that went from a situation where they were one of the worst teams, and it was all because of Geno Smith. Let's be real. Yeah. Because and they Gino drafted Smith.
0: so well last year.
1: Yeah, it's it's unbelievable how Seattle how how Seattle can have these just amazing drafts and then these like then then they just it's like they swing for the fences every year and sometimes it works out and sometimes it doesn't but you know I I can't help but respect their their process but yeah those are those are a couple guys and I think you got to hang on to Terrace Marshall too because he could be something finally in that in that in that Carolina offense because there's just not a lot of you know they add Adam Thielen yeah. It could yeah, be there's just, Marshall. Yeah, it could. And he's only 22. So,
0: yeah, they asked about him at the combine, and, you know, their GM said some really nice things about him. Their new head coach said some really nice things about his potential in their offense. Uh, that was before they went out and signed two guys, but still, uh, it's yeah. possible. So, for me, the guy I'm holding on to and I'm not letting go is Drake London. I think I want to build around yep. Drake London. I think he has a chance to take that next next step in this year. And then if we're looking at a, a quarterback upgrade in the next two years in Atlanta. Holy cannoli. Drake London showed that he can handle volume. He had a 30% target share last year. One of the best in the leagues, if not the best, the volume just wasn't there. So a better quarterback, or if Desmond Ritter takes a step up, that seems that theoretically should be enough to get the volume Drake London's way. So I'm holding on to him now. We've talked about draft picks, rookie picks, all show. So with this roster in mind, how are you approaching these rookie picks in 2023? So he's got the 103, the 110, and the 212. How are you approaching it?
1: Um, I'm, I'm probably, because I don't, because you need a quarterback and I don't really like the quarterbacks in this class. I'm hoping and praying that Anthony Richardson falls to you at the 103. Now, I know there's a chance that he doesn't play at all in year one, depending on where he ends up. Mm-hmm. But if, if there's a, ch- if ideally... I'm I'm looking to trade that one oh three for a quarterback and I think Daniel Jones somebody like that would be perfect or you know, I, I think you It'd could be like get Russell some,
0: Wilson plus.
1: Yeah, you could definitely get something extra. Like, especially if there's a guy in your league that really likes Bryce Young or, you know, if CJ Stroud or Will Levis finds a good landing spot. Like I'm just not as high on those guys as I would be just on the sure thing and uh like I'm a I'm a big fan of Daniel Jones and I I, I was on the Daniel Jones train... Like you know, now everybody's back on. Like everybody got off, now everybody's back on. (laughs) Yeah. So so I've always been a big Daniel Jones fan. Uh so that's and I think you could get something on top of a Daniel Jones type or a Kirk Cousins type, even Mm -hmm. though nobody likes Kirk Cousins. But uh I so that's a move I would potentially be looking to make considering you need a quarterback. And then at that one ten spot, like we mentioned, I would be Putting that on the block as yeah. well, and seeing if you can trade down to pick up maybe multiple seconds because the player that you're going to get at the 110 is not going to be all that different from the player you're going to get at the 205. And in, in fact, it, you might get a better, depending on this league. Now, if it's a player profiler league, maybe not. But yeah, uh, the player you're going to get the 205. Just if you can pick up a couple second round picks this year, maybe one next year, I would probably do that.
0: Yeah, I, I'm completely with you. Now, this the situation came up in the chat. You have the one oh three. Anthony Richardson is there, but he gets selected by the Seattle Seahawks. Are you still taking Richardson knowing that you really only have one quarterback asset in Geno Smith and Anthony Richardson?
1: Wow. That is a great, great question. And at that at that point there's trade a, out. There, trade yeah, out. Would, make I someone else make out. this decision. Yeah. Yeah, I would I would or if you can't make a trade happen, then I'd probably take him with the idea of trading him down the road, like, mm-hmm. and, and you're hoping that you're hoping that he, like, hit like he's gonna sit for a year, so that's maybe that's tough, that's really tough. But mm-hmm. I would I would probably just do everything I could at that point to trade out, like I yeah. I that's probably what I would do, or, or to trade for you know one of the veterans we talked about,
0: yeah. Now, here, we, we're at the 110. This is kind of a, a gameplay that I think I would try to roll out. Matt Kelly and I coined a phrase called a, fortif- a fortification trade, when you fortify your roster before your rookie draft, so it gives you flexibility. So I would look to take the 110 and try to get a, a Jordan Love. Try to get a quarterback oh. with the 110 that you can use to start so that at the 103... Come your rookie draft, you can either trade back and acquire assets, or if you look at this roster, who would make this roster a whole lot better that's a rookie this year, Seth? Are we on the same page here?
1: Yeah, what about Desmond Ritter and pairing him up with Drake London if you're that, a Desmond Ritter believer? See, that's you know?
0: where I'm, I'm going there as well. The 110 That's exactly the name I was thinking. But on top of that, in the, with the 103, JSN would fit so nicely on this roster. Oh, yeah, yeah. That would yeah. give you Rashad Bateman, Drake London, JSN – going in as your top three receivers, I would love to be able to do that. But you got to get yourself another quarterback. So if you can kind of fortify your roster, trade the 110, maybe the 212, maybe one of these 24 first, since you got two of them, take two of those and get yourself a Jordan Love, Desmond Ritter, or if you can get a Kirk Cousins or Dak Prescott, truly tear up. Use those draft picks to do that because now they're at the 103. You can kind of see how it goes. You can go quarterback and really get that depth that you look for, or JSN would look very, very nice on this roster so you can kind of do those those type of kind of hit it from both sides to see really how you can maximize this roster we talked about who we would pick we talked about how we would trade back now one last question about this roster do you have a couple of veterans in mind that with these picks they could use to trade and bolster their win now approach
1: yeah no i uh just one more thing to add on to that i think you know i think that like i said desmond ritter i would probably take i would probably take a chance on desmond ritter over jordan love but maybe that's my green bay bias uh coming in there <laughs> I but love yeah, love it, this yeah yeah but you know jsn man that would be uh, amazing as far as um and, and you oh yeah i know what i was gonna say you, you you're doing i love your what you're doing because you're taking a problem and you're you're not just kind of sitting back and like some guys do is just well maybe some guys know, some like, the years, years, yeah, yeah yeah you're 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 atta- you're attacking the problem you're mm-hmm. you're going you're saying you know my we talked about the beginning of the
0: show yeah the yeah we're coming fixing full, mistakes
1: cir- we're coming full circle and you're you're fixing a problem on your roster and honestly it's probably because i love how this roster is structured too because you're taking you, get, you got running backs are the majority of your team which it should be right i would even consider maybe dropping like one of those wide receivers and adding another running back but anyway to each their own right it's mm-hmm. what is what it is where i'm I'm uh, splitting hairs here is what I'm doing but I, I just wanted to point that out that I love that uh, philosophy because some people just sit back and play the value game but sometimes you you just got to go out and solve your problem as, as quickly as possible um, some veterans to answer your question, now I'm doing this startup in, a, in an FFPC league. So, you know, these are good dynasty gamers and yeah, absolutely. The, 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 the veterans that I saw falling way, way down the list that I'm like, I think this guy probably has more value to a win now team than, uh than, than not is like a Keenan Allen. Like mm-hmm. it is amazing how fa- far Keenan Allen has fallen down and Keenan, Keenan Allen's like a good player. Like, I know he, there's some injury concerns, but, you know, he only played 10 games last year. But look at his, la- his last three seasons, wide receiver 7, wide receiver 11, wide receiver 11 in fantasy points per game. And la- really last year was the year, I mean, he missed seven games, but mm-hmm. the year before that he played in all 16. And he's, I, I get it, he's 31 years old. Uh, But I still think he's in that offense and they seem committed to him. Another player, DeAndre Hopkins, you know, DeAndre Hopkins is another one of those guys in a similar vein and another uh, uh, one person's like, I, I don't know if this just makes me crazy or if it, I don't know, man, but one person's trash is another person's fantasy relevant player. <laughs> so, like, It's <laughs> like, like right. I, I I, just, I, whenever, whenever it's just my instinct and I don't know if it's right or wrong, but it's just my instinct in general to, if there's a player that just everybody hates, it's like, like my, my initial thought is Mike Kosicki. And I know I, we, we were, we're really mm-hmm. high on Mike Kosicki on the round table. Like both Matt Babbage and I are really yeah. high on him, Shout out Matt. but yeah but you know he found this terrible supposed terrible landing spot you know new england always just burns and destroys anything that we love in fantasy football so seemingly (laughs) so but he's you know it's only a one-year deal and if you know i think he can still be productive there even with hunter henry and he's just being undervalued and undersold just i mean right now going way later than he should and then noah Fant is another if you need a tight end like Mm -hmm. He's in with in Seattle with all those pass catchers, and I know there's, uh, you know the conservation, the law of conservation of targets that we talk about. But you can't tell me that he's not going to have his weeks and that he's not worth going out and acquiring. And he's super a younger, kid too, younger player. And I don't know what Jacoby Myers has to do to, to earn respect, but he went in the 14th round of this super flex tight end premium startup, and he's going to be a wide receiver too this year. He's been on the cusp of being a wide receiver too mm-hmm. in New England in new england the place where that everyone hates for fantasy everyone hates yeah yeah and he was on the i think he was wide receiver 29 in fantasy points per game yeah so he like he's gonna in this offense with you know somebody he's from josh mcdaniels jimmy garoppolo can't throw the ball past 15 yards down the field so we know he's just gonna be a ppr monster um so i i really those are a few names that just you know, I wrote down here. Oh, what are what are some guys that you're that you like, Maddie?
0: So I'm not really targeting a whole lot of running backs, uh, given what he's got there already and what he could pick up in the draft. So I've kind of concentrated on root receiver and a couple two names that came to mind were Juju Smith-Schuster and Tyler Lockett. Tyler Lockett will perpetually be pushed down a lot of people's fantasy ranks, but you could get that stack going with Geno Smith, uh, and I think that those type of guys would be a a really great addition to be your wide receiver three going into your rookie draft, and then if you can come away with a JSN, now you're truly – got some dragons here to score some fantasy points and try to hit that win-now approach because I think, guys, as we get closer to the season, like as Alvin Kamara gets that suspension put down, as we see aging guys have rookies in – Injected into their offenses, you know, Dalvin Cooks, uh, Derek Henry's, all these, you know, these guys are pushing 30, 27 older. They're going to be some rookie running backs taken in the fourth or fifth, maybe in the third round. So it's going to depress their value. That's when I'm attacking the running back position if I'm trying to win now. But as of right now, I'm looking to get Juju Smith and Tyler Lockett to be a nice, cheap wide receiver that you could slide in here and really start to bolster this roster going into the season so that is our roster breakdown Seth. that was fantastic information i hope they're watching so they can check it out and that's actually gonna wrap up today's show seth you are the man the myth the legend the mistake fixer i am so happy that you came on but please oh please tell all the fine folks watching and listening where they can find you on social media and where they can get all your content
1: well first of all thank you maddie this has been you know just being on uh mock draft live with you and cody's been a blast it's been so too please, much
0: fun. Too oh it's fun.
1: been and i can't i i shudder to think what mock draft i shudder to think how many tables i'm going to put aaron stewart through both figure, <laughs> both figured he figuratively and metaphorically with my drafting but anyway it's just been a blast and if you haven't been around for it you need to go to the player profiler youtube channel and check it out but as far as for me you can follow me on twitter and find all my Justin Fields takes and Cardinals rants uh, there at Seth underscore D I E W O L D. You can follow, you can subscribe to my YouTube channel. I put out uh, my own content on YouTube as well. Seth D W O L D on YouTube. And of course, uh, if you go to the Player Profiler website, you can sign up for the All In package and use the pro- promo code not Maddie, but Seth. To save ten dollars, Even though, even Self? though I think, even though I Self? think we've established that Seth and Maddie Self? are both equally hard to spell <laughs> for some people. M-A-T-T-Y. <laughs> I don't. M a t t y. M a t t y. Yeah, well,
0: yeah. M a t t y. Anyway, T-T-Y. either. Be honestly,
1: head. honestly, either either one, but yeah, you know, you. you, you, you Seth. Yeah, Seth or Maddie. Like that's gonna, you know, you don't know what that does for us as creators, um, because. Player Profiler, you know, when I started with them three years ago, and and it's still, I feel about it today, is it's the absolute best resource. And it gives you the most, I can't believe how much stuff is available for free. But in order to keep it free, and this is not me blowing smoke, and this is, you know, the podfather has said this, so I'm not saying anything that anyone hasn't said already. Mm -hmm. In order to keep it free, like, you know, we do have to, have people sign up for that all in package yes, no, we, it, like, like in order to keep it free like and, and you're not going to regret you know mm-hmm. i know it's 135 dollars which is a lot of money uh, i get but it if you use that promo but,
0: code it's gonna be a little cheaper
1: yeah, it's gonna be cheaper and i promise like if you're in multiple dynasty leagues if you play dfs the tools are gonna help you get to the playoffs win championships and it's gonna pay for itself like i promise you like i i i was a subscriber to it as well. And it, it, I definitely paid for itself for me in those Mm -hmm. areas. And it's just a fantastic website, a fantastic resource. I legitimately feel this way. Like I'm not blowing smoke here. It's the best thing out there. And it's really not even close. So please go sign up for that promo code, Seth, not Maddie, (laughs) uh, save $10. So anyway,
0: Let's do it, yeah! And even if you play redraft, it's gonna help you win a couple of your redraft leagues, and then it's gonna pay for itself. But that's gonna be a wrap on the latest episode of the Game Plan. Make sure you like this video and subscribe to the Player Profiler YouTube channel. Leave a comment and boost this show's YT algo. Help your boys out. Please follow me on Twitter. I'm at Matty Q. Follow the Player Profiler TikTok accounts at Player Profiler profiler underscore nfl and i think it's profiler news jack has his own tiktok feed because you know he's the new adam chef so to news and this is the time that you want that news fast and if you love fantasy football which i sure know you do because you're watching the game plan be sure to join the player profiler discord channel where me seth and all the members of the underworld are talking fantasy 20 7 so keep game planning my friends and i will see you next week Peace.